Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Kyle Calgren. And this week we are doing... <laughs> 1998 City of Angels, which is a remake of Vim Vender's Wings of Desire. Which is a classic and a masterpiece and really does not deserve to have been done dirty by whoever directed this. Uh, Who directed this is Brad Silberling, who also directed the uh, unfortunate of, uh, uh, unfortunate events movie lemony snicket's series of unfortunate events oh. uh moonlight mile casper <laughs> and the 2009 land of the lost movie wow so just a lot of like really 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 middle of the road stuff yeah yeah also some some indie movie with with uh with morgan freeman and pause vega called 10 items or less that's like something grocery store something something weird yeah so interesting choice here the script was adapted by dana stevens who also wrote the script for previous bad romance episode safe haven uh, also, Jul- and also for the love of the game. Mm. So it's them I have to fight. So, yeah, I mean, you, well, I mean, this is a woman, so okay, n- maybe I'll use that- your words. Yeah, use my words. I will use my words. I will definitely, I, you know. And also, also wrote the screenplay for another previous episode, Life or Something Like It. So this is this is a this is a bad romance all star Dana Stevens is, and I, as much as I enjoy the fact that it's a woman that wrote this, this is what she did. <laughs> yeah, and it's so unlike the original, which I really like, unironically, genuinely adore, on a very deep level, and so it was just kind of like. Okay, so a little background on my relationship with um, Wings of Desire. I once guest starred in an episode of uh, The Nostalgia Chick back when she did this run of movies starring Meg Ryan, which included this one. Mm-hmm. And I played um, my usual snobby character, and I talked about how, you know, it's art and it shouldn't be defiled like this. But no, really, it... It is art, and it shouldn't be defiled like this. I mean, this is, this is in this ad- adaptation, we have some classic '90s rock jams. Like, oh God! <laughs> like, <laughs> and I don't want the world to see me because I don't think that they'll okay, understand. Okay, there is a moment. There is a moment in this if movie. Everything. To be broken. I'll let you finish. I just want you to know who I am. I just want you to know who I am. I cannot believe it. Okay, so there was a moment in this movie where I just stopped dead and I just thought, is that Sarah McLaughlin? Oh man. Okay, and I, <laughs> that and was I such heard, a moment. Yeah, I heard I heard this 
woman's voice on the soundtrack with this like soft piano accompaniment. And I just thought, is that Sarah McLachlan? And then sure enough, it was Sarah McLachlan. And I thought it couldn't be that Sarah McLachlan song. And it turns out it was that Sarah McLachlan song because it eventually went into its chorus. In the arms of the angel far away. And like, you know, you start picturing sad dogs in your head. Yes. (laughs) But it's, they actually played the song in the arms of the angel for this movie. Which is about angels. This movie. So uh, let's uh, explain the plot of the original, if you can. Yes, I can. Um, So the original is about two angels, uh, Damiel and Cassiel, who uh, watch over the city of Berlin. And it's the Berlin of 1988, 9. So the wall has yet to fall yet. And they simply listen to the... um, to the thoughts of the average Berliner and to like they very empathetically like feel their pain and note down when they go through um, serendipitous moments like they're observers. They ultimately they are observers. But one of the angels, Damiel, decides that he doesn't want to observe anymore. He wants to become a part of everyday life. And stop, you know, seeing things in black and white and listening to people's voiceovers and start, you know, just living. And he has a lot of, like, monologues about what, it's, about what it means to, like, be human and be alive. And it's, it's, the whole movie is this, like, you know, pay-in to everyday life. It makes just being alive sound like the most magical thing in the world. And I love it to death. Yes, this is one of your favorite movies. You've been trying to get me to watch this movie throughout our since we started dating. Since we started dating, and yeah. I finally watched it this month, and it was very good. I just, you know, it's yes. hard for me to note the subtitles in the. But yes, it, it is in German for the most part. Yeah, yes. it's you know, except for like Peter Falk. Right, oh, right. Peter Falk is in this movie. Well, in the original, in the original movie, yeah, and he's no, this fucking <laughs> wonderful. He is just a fucking magical presence, literally and figuratively. Yeah, so uh, this is a, a great film, a wonderful film. It's also like uh, in Wings of Desire, you know, it's a lot of it's like in black and white. And then once uh, Homeboy becomes a human, the color comes. Yeah, it's like the opposite of Dorothy going to Oz. Yeah. Like everyday life is in color, but the way the angels see things is all in grayscale. Yes, yes. So here we have... This remake made in 1998. The late 90s were a very interesting time where everything was kind of... It was their way of, like, uh, like looking to the future. Because it's like, oh, we're going towards the end of millennium. It's just to, like, do, like, a lot of, like, long coats and, like, weird swishy cuts and, like, like techno-ish kind of... stuff and like it's very very late 90s it's very late 90s chic it's just like we're it's pre the matrix it's like the the future is coming and man is it gonna be cool and these are like the last vestiges of like the soft focus sarah mclaughlin time (laughs) um also it's los angeles 
Yes. Which is why it's the City of Angels. Uh, uh, we actually get to see the Hollywood sign very early in this film, and it's like, uh, this is, it's weird to show. Okay, so we've got, we've got Nicolas Cage. Who's playing? Oh boy, do we have Nicholas Cage? Who is playing Seth. romantic lead Nicholas Cage? And his angel buddy, who gets way less screen time in this version. Holy shit! Like, like I feel like the other dude was in a lot of Wings of Desire, and they. Oh yeah, Cassia like had his own little adventures. Like the second movie is all about him. Uh, the the sequel to Wings of Desire, which mm-hmm. is a, a less good movie, but still, you know, it has its own little magic, but. Um, yeah, but yeah. here we have Cassio played by Andre Brower, which I think is great. And Andre Brower is fucking awesome. And in the small, the very small amount of scenes that he has, he's just like a beautiful, wonderful presence that really gives the movie gravitas that it does not earn just by being there. <laughs> yeah, I could see him as an angel. Oh, yeah. No, he's great. And he's just like, and this is a little bit of younger Andre. He was mm-hmm. looking super adorable, mm-hmm. <laughs> like very cute. Very cute. Um, Nicholas Cage, like uh, as I've said, my uh, my theory about Nicholas Cage is that he stopped being hot after 1999. In this movie, <laughs> he and then uh, and then sometimes he'll like pull the hotness out and then he'll pull it back in. He it's like he knows that he can be hot. He just chooses not to do it anymore, and it's uh-huh. like a, a very interesting thing. It's like no, I don't want to be attractive. What, actually, what, what do you think of my Nicholas Cage impression? Oh well, it's. It's it's very hot, honey. It's very good. Uh, so like we got him here. He's playing an angel, but he's playing an angel Seth. as Seth Angel. Seth the angel. Seth the angel, and he's playing this role as a vampire. <laughs> I think that Nicolas Cage does not know how to play an angel. He doesn't. He just seems yeah, like a vampire. Uh- I mean, okay, so Bruno Gantz in the original, like, has this, like, very open, like, deeply lined face that, and he just looks, the way he looks at people, you can tell that he really cares about their problems and that he really loves humanity just as a concept. Nicolas Cage um, looks like he wants to fuck murder everyone. Yeah, it's like the, he just has one of those faces. The energy between oh my god, we got this far without talking about Meg Ryan. Listen, Meg, oh, right. fucking Ryan, what a bad bitch! I actually can't remember if we've talked about Meg Ryan on this podcast before Have or you not. Not done a Meg Ryan movie. On this I podcast? don't. I don't know. Like wow. now, I want to check because like I feel like uh, I feel like we were saving a lot of them. Like we were just like uh, just kind of like waiting for the right time i still oh my god now i'm looking at (laughs) i'm looking at her imdb and i'm realizing that she was supposed to be the narrator of that that show that never happened uh that spinoff of how i met your mother called how i met your dad she was supposed to be that i'm actually even more mad that it didn't happen this time because how i met your bit how i met your dad would have to be a better movie than how i met your a better show than how i met your mother right like it would have to be statistically Right, and I mean, because we, we wouldn't have Bob Saget. <laughs> we're getting a little off topic here. We are, but uh, also we're not, because, like, talking about Meg Ryan, like, we don't have to, I don't know, honey. Like, it's weird. Like, our, when we do an episode and it's, like, not with Bronwyn, 
we spend way more time talking about the plot where it's like when Bronwyn is here, it's like we're just like, yes, there's a plot, but also Okay. <laughs> here's right. this other stuff. Um <laughs> uh, no, we mm, I keep looking no no no, is this our first Meg Ryan movie? This is it? Oh my god, I think it is. I think this is the first Meg Ryan movie that You're we've done on me this. You- you haven't done You Got Mail? No, we haven't done any Meg Ryan yet. This is, oh my God, I didn't even, what an oversight. Wow. This is the, and I'm doing it, like, no offense, honey, but I'm doing it with you, a person, who, <laughs> a person who, like, do you even appreciate Meg Ryan? Do you love her uh, as I, she should be loved? I respect, I respect the Ryan. I respect her as a presence. I loved her in In the Cut. Yes, yes, in the cut hive. I, yes, I've I've been indoctrinated into the in the cut hive. It is it um, is a fantastic film, and we're never going to do it on in the. I respect Ryan, but yes, I I'm only here because of the sh- the movie's connection to a oh German art Oh my god, this film. is our first Meg Ryan movie. God damn it, we need to like this is this is major because okay, j- just to be clear, and I mean. Bronwyn and I are going to reiterate this when we do another Meg Ryan movie. Meg Ryan, fucking amazing, brilliant, beautiful, fantastic actress, gorgeous, don't care about like her plastic surgery, have no jokes about it. She looks beautiful. She looked beautiful then. She looked beautiful now. She, no one is worthy of Meg Ryan. That's how I feel about Meg Ryan. What a, what a goddess on this earth that has been continuously disrespected um so it's so in this movie instead of uh, a trapeze artist as her as her character is in in wings of desire mcgrian is playing a doctor dr maggie rice and dr maggie rice who loses a lot of patients it seems loses a lot of patients and also this is a doctor that rides her bike to work. Like, I wonder if this is an environmental choice because I've just never, I really ever encounter a doctor that doesn't have just like some like fancy car because they went to medical school and now it's time to ball out. But she rides her bike. <laughs> she rides her bike to work and then she lo- and then she loses patience. And she also like is dating a d- d- con- Colm... Colm Fiore. Colm Colm Fiore. He was in Titus. And also, he was in the first Thor movie as uh, leader of the Frost Giants. I know very little about this actor, but he was in um, Greta this year. The the Isabelle Huppert, um, Chloe Grace Moretz um, thriller, tawdry kind of thing. He was... He was... He played Chloe Moretz's dad. Uh, Greta, not necessarily a recommend. <laughs> like you can okay. see Isabel Hubert be like a bunch of things. Doesn't necessarily mean that. But uh, yeah, so she's she's dating that guy for some reason, and he says really charming things like we're both the same species. <laughs> hey, honey, honey. Yeah. Isn't it great how we're both the same species? I mean, fantastic. Isn't it great how I'm not like a ferret? We have so much in common. Yeah, like we're both homo sapiens. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very sexy. Um, You're not an iguana. <laughs> and I'm no, not a stork. No, no, no. 
and we also got Dennis Franz, NYPD Blues Dennis Franz playing the Peter Falk character in this in this movie. And Kyle feels a type of way about that. Okay, so major fucking downgrade. Um so in the movie there is a character um who is an angel who fell to earth, who decided to become human and uh, live his life there. And uh, you don't find this out until like mo- till most of the movie is done. It's like a third act twist. Which is weird because like in, in, the, in the original, we kind of know this about, like we find this about Peter Falk pretty early. No, we don't. It's, oh. I thought, I didn't figure it out until like he says like. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it, I, it's like pretty late in the movie. Oh, I kind of had a feeling. Really? Yeah. I wow. Uh, good, good on you. Uh, um, <laughs> okay. It's it's not made explicit until quite late in the movie. Okay. But um, but yes, Peter Falk is an angel, mm-hmm. which just makes fucking sense. Oh yeah. And he's playing himself too. It's like he's playing Peter Falk. Like a bunch of German kids um walk past him and go, "Is das nicht Colombo?" Yeah, das ist Colombo. Yeah. Um, and so here we have uh, our stand-in Peter Falk, guy from NYPD Blue. Whoa, put some respect on his name, Dennis Franz. Uh, okay, fine, Dennis Franz. Dennis Franz. Um, I, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he, um, he's actually, a wonderful actor. Actually, the late, great Dennis Franz. He is no oh, longer living. Okay, the late, great Dennis. I'm sure he was a lovely person. He but wasn't He wasn't blowout. He was very he was. good. He was? He's no Peter Falk. Wow. I'm sorry. The I'm, disrespect. I am so sorry. For but NYPD Blues Dennis Franz. No, the I disrespect for Peter Falk. Come okay, on. okay, okay. Columbo. Columbo is real, and oh. he's my real dad. Oh, no, and I'm I love wrong. Him oh, my God, I'm so annoyed. Dennis Franz is actually still alive. <laughs> 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 this is how much respect I have that I thought he was dead, <laughs> and he's still alive. <laughs> Why did I think he was dead? I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> That was not planned. That actually just happened on this no, podcast. No, I don't. And I really, I feel so bad. I don't know why. I, I'm. Oh my god, Dennis Franz. I'm so sorry. Like I watched NYPD Blue with my mom. I really respect you. You're just like really old, and I didn't know that you were still here. <laughs> I mean, the way he is portrayed, he is kind of like on his deathbed for most of the movie. Right, he is. So I just, I just, man, Dennis Franz. Really, I mean. Good on you, dude. Uh, yeah, he plays an angel who decided to become human and then just let himself go in every possible way. Yeah, and well, he just he wants lives to, life. He wants to like eat what he wants, and and his wife is just like mad about it. <laughs> yep. Like we first meet him like in a hospital while he's sneaking. What is it? Ice cream. Like he's sneaking chocolate ice cream um, when mm. he's in a hospital to mm. like get surgery. Which is kind of baller. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> so, uh, man, we, we've gotten this far without talking about the romance in this movie. I mean, it's really oh, right. just... Okay, so Mick Ryan... I, I mean, it's very much like a vampire. Like, I was getting True Blood kind of flashbacks because it's just this guy that no one else, that no one in her life 
can see no one no one in her life really acknowledges or knows that just like shows up usually you know when she's alone or like at night and it's just like just kind of lurks around her very like edward culleny just like lurking like there's even Nick a scene Cage does definitely have a very edward culleny face yeah it's like very you know it's like very sharp it's very severe and he you know he he broods and it's like and he talks the way that a vampire would talk oh yeah um like she like says like the pop culture understanding of a vampire definitely yeah like he says something about the way your kind moves. Mm-hmm. Like the way what? What? What do you mean, doctors? No, I mean humans. <laughs> like, and it's just like, does Nicolas Cage like, like, no humans? Does he is he aware? I hope. That, so is Nicolas Cage a vampire? I mean, I hope that Nicolas Cage is okay. I heard that he recently um separated from his wife. And was uh, very sad and singing singing Purple Rain. Oh, my God. Hi, <laughs> uh, Nicholas Cage. You were wonderful in Mandy. I mean, he's wonderful in a lot of things. Like, th- the thing about Nicholas Cage is that there's there's a lot of, like, jokes about him. I just, he acts more like a vampire in this movie than he did in Vampire's Kiss. Oh, 100% he does. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's like the thing is Vampire's Nick- Kiss, a masterpiece, by the oh, way. Oh, one hundred percent a masterpiece. I would love to host a screening of Vampire's Kiss. It's actually like uh I'm pretty sure Vampire's Kiss turns thirty this year. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, get on that. Get yeah, Alma yeah, Draft yeah. House to screen it. Yeah, it turns it turns thirty in June. Uh so yeah, <laughs> Vampire's Kiss, a masterpiece. Uh one of the true the tr- and also it is a, the KGS. Also, a great performance by Jennifer Beals as the vampire who turns him. <laughs> Jennifer yes. Beals. Jennifer Beals is very underappreciated. You know, watch Flashdance, and like you know, it's not that great of a movie in terms of plot, but Jennifer Beals gives everything in Flashdance, and you just have to see it. But anyway. City of Angels, right? This is a movie. Right. This is a movie that we watched in bed that really kind of like lulled us to sleep. Oh, I feel. It is very soothing. It is very like late 90s relax radio station. Yeah. Like it's... Uh, so so it's very in, chillaxing. So yeah, it's very much a vampire story in the sense like it's like a guy that that Meg Ryan barely knows that no one else knows and she just kind of gives up everything for him. She gives up this man that she's with, she kind of like freaks out everyone that she knows, even though she doesn't know that many people. And she's just, it's very much like a woman, like, tr- like it's a very like supernatural dude, woman pursuing. Like it's a, the kind of thing that you'd see in a CW show. And there's just like a lot of like brooding and like staring out windows. And there's the scene where they're like standing at a window together. And there's just like, and he's like behind her and they're like, like her, his hand is touching her face. Like it's just like a lot of like a lot of posing. So in the original, there is also a love story between uh, the main angel and a trapeze artist, and uh, there is a lot of like you know him listening on her thoughts and um, and hanging around her, but they never actually interact as angel and human. They only interact after he's fallen, after he's, like, become a human. And they just meet each other like they're 
It's actually like I, I love the way it was staged. They just meet each other like they're very old friends. Yeah, it's it's really their interactions are so beautiful, which makes the interactions in City of Angels just seem so so trite and stupid and so cheap. Because what are you? Yeah, what are you, person who only I can see? It's also just like it made it made me. Th- I was thinking about Twilight the entire time because, like, basically. Oh my god! Can you imagine Nicolas Cage in Twilight? But he, he should have been. <laughs> But, like, instead of, like, okay, the question being, is Bella... Instead <laughs> of the question being, is Bella going to be a vampire? Is Edward going to turn Bella into a vampire so that they can live to to live together forever? Spoiler alert, he does. After a lot of... He spends... After, like, four fucking movies. Well, it's the books, too. Like, and there's more about it in the books. Edward does not want to do it. Edward just wants to be with Bella until the end of her life. And he's completely willing to date Bella until she's an old woman. He's fine with that. And Bella is the one that's just like, but I'm going to be old and you're still going to be young and it's going to be weird. And Edward's just like, I'm hundreds of years old. Like, who fucking cares? And it's just like a whole thing where it's just like, Edward is actually the mature one that's just like, you don't have to do this, girl. Like, it's fine. Mm. And Bella... Welcome to our review of Twilight. And then Bella just, like, wear... I mean, that's the story. Bella wears him down until he's <laughs> like, okay, I'll turn you into a vampire. God, stop annoying me. And I mean, the okay. same the same thing... It's the same thing with the baby, too. He doesn't want <laughs> He doesn't want the baby. She really wants the baby and insists... And we so he's are like, really talking about Twilight and he, right now. Yes! <laughs> and he's just like... And, and then she... Then it's just like, oh, I guess I'll have the baby if you want it so much, Bella. Like, I don't know. Like, Edward is considered to be a really bad character, but every step of the way, he's just like, you don't have to do this. And then she does it anyway. (laughs) Whereas, like, here we have the Edward of this story is like, okay, I'm going to be human for you. I'm not going to try. I can't. And it's very clearly pointed out that, she can't become an angel. Angels were never human in this uh-huh. in this kind of understanding. So it's just like it makes more sense for him to be human. So he decides to be human for her. And they get to spend like one day together as like one day and one night. One day and one night together as like full like as a full human. And then like and they, they bone, they have the sex. They have the sex. And and Meg Ryan asks Nicolas Cage what it feels like, and he just goes, warm. And my my soul kind of cracked a little. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I was fine with it. My, what, the, <laughs> I'm glad you were. The main issue here is that after the, the one good day and night together, Meg Ryan immediately gets hit by a car and dies. Um... And the and basically the f- the film frames this as okay. He wanted to know what it's like to be human. To be human is to feel pain, and to hum to be human is to have to say goodbye to people. Um, Oof. I mean, it's that's not wrong, but I don't feel like that's the lesson that he needed to learn. He sees death all the time. He sees people looking at death. He knows what death is. So I don't really understand why the movie... The movie doesn't need to teach him about death. He is the one with all of the knowledge. It is his job to teach her. 
they he teaches her about like you know life and all of the things that he's experienced and she teaches him how to live and it can be like a mutual exchange and there's beauty in that and the thing about the 90s had so much trouble with this where it's just like oh somebody has to tragically die you mm. can learn things and it can be melancholy it can be bitter and sweet and beautiful without anyone having to die no one has to die yeah. for a lesson to be learned yeah the whole ending is very if you leak this if you cry every time like this if you cry every time you know that sort and of thing. yeah i mean and that's that's the larger problem with this movie is that everything is trying to be extreme like like so it, it, he's already an angel he already sees people die he already like has like guided people to pass on so why is he hanging out like why okay it's not even why is he hanging out at the hospital the question is why make her a doctor at all we're already talking about life and death. Like that's, that's already the conversation that we're having. That's already the subject of the film. Why overdo it by having her be a doctor? (laughs) Well, I'm trying to think the original didn't really have much, if any death, there were like two characters who die on screen, one in a car accident and one from a suicide. And they're both mortal. Yeah. This is like so much of this is about death, which is not necessarily in wings of desire is about life. It's about life. It's about the the joy of living every day. So it's I think it's really interesting that like, you know, Amer- it seems just like America was too pessimistic to make a film about life. So they took a film about life, remade it and made it about death. How are we more depressing than fucking Germans? <laughs> How did we do that? How did we manage that? I mean, that's a great question. I mean, the 90s was, uh, it was, it was a time in cinema where the melodrama was back, but the melodrama wasn't like well done. (laughs) They brought back the melodrama, but like none of the old Hollywood scribes were there. And it's like, oh yeah, we can do it. We're in this 90s. Passion. And it's like, that that's how you get Tommy Wiseau's in your system. Yeah, I mean it is. I, I it's really interesting how n- the '90s resurgence of the melodrama, why it didn't pan out. And I feel like I would love to like write something about this because I mean a great example of the '90s trying to bring back the drama is the '90s version of Lolita, which I have not seen, but I do think that it's really telling that they made it in the 90s oh, yeah. <laughs> that they made another lolita in the 90s specifically because the 90s you know was also kind of like when the erotic thriller really had its you know there's never going to be more erotic yeah. thrillers than the erotic thrillers that remain in the 90s that was that time Definitely. and so i think in terms of like the values of the time there was so much about death and tragedy but these films didn't really understand them. Yeah. So I I feel like city of angels is a great um, example of that where everybody wants to make art. (laughs) Everybody really wanted to art art very intensely, which I think is why the two thousands like before I think there will be blood and no country for old men. Then the two thousands were just so like anti the art movie. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. <laughs> they were just so burned out from the 90s. 
Is I that think, your thesis? I, yeah, I think so. That's a uh, that's a good thesis. You should explore that more. Yeah. Um, I know that we're not talking much about the plot here, but there really isn't one. Well, there isn't really one in the original either. Right. The original is about it's about moments. Yeah, it's about moments. It's about uh, again. It's about everyday life. It's about um, moods. Yeah. It's a mood board. It is a mood board movie. It's a mood V. Yes. Cut, cut that part out. Cut no, that. I'm not going to cut that part out. Every, every single time we do an episode, you ask me to cut a part out, and I never do it. So I don't know why you keep asking <laughs> me to do I'm never going to do it. It's our running gag. <laughs> it's our running gag, honey. <laughs> it's, yeah, and I don't want to harp too much on this because... Essentially, the spirit of this film is false. And so there's just, like, not a ton to be said. This is If you heard that, that was my phone telling me to go to bed. I'm not listening to it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I have a setting on my phone that tells me when to go to bed. We are recording this late. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I... I mean, the, the best thing that I can say about City of Angels is... If you would like to see some Nicolas Cage going cage, just fast forward to the part where he's human and just watch him just like running around and doing random oh shit. Oh god, yes. Oh my god, like eating the pears. Oh god, eating the pear. <laughs> oh right, there's that scene where he first wakes up and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm bleeding. Is that blood? That's awesome." And like there's a young uh pre-famous Nick Offerman construction worker who like, "Hey, what are you doing down there?" I'm bleeding. It's great. And then he like prances down the street. <laughs> oh my God. I love being alive. This is my Nicolas Cage impression. God. <clears throat> I love your Nicolas Cage impression. I love you too, honey. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I love you too, honey. <laughs> but yeah, he just becomes human. Uh, Bones, Bones, Meg Ryan, then she dies, and then he eats a bunch of pears and hops in the ocean. Yeah, he, yeah, it just ends just like him hopping in the ocean and being like, "Why?" Well, the guess, last scene. That's the very last scene. I guess I'm alive now, and this is like, like, like it's so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like <laughs> it's a very underdone movie. Uh, it's so. I mean, really, just like not enough Andre Brower the entire time. I just kept oh, yeah. on thinking. What if Andre Brower had started this? I mean, it wouldn't because it was. Can you imagine the movie that actually could have been made if they actually like checked in on, you know, real Angelinos, real Los Angeles residents? Oh my God! Yeah, because like the original is such a, a it, great portrait of 1980s Berlin. Like, there's such a huge cross-section of humanity. Yeah, and you through. get to meet, like, so many different people, and you get to hear their thoughts. And, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of it. Like, I don't know anything about Berlin. It was it was beautiful to hear people's thoughts, see how they dressed, see what they were into, to know what they feared. This City of Angels does not tell us about what it's like to be a person in Los Angeles. It just, it doesn't. And it would have been really interesting because, like, interesting things have happened in Los Angeles. Tragic things have happened there. It would have been great if it was, like, you know, to the backdrop of, like, actual, like, moments and, like, a cultural moment in Los Angeles. Yeah. 
we lost out on the city symphony of 1990s Los Angeles in this movie. We did. Yeah. In favor of Nicolas Cage gets laid. Yeah. But hey, we had to get an angel laid somehow. Yeah, it's important for angels to have the sex, I guess, is, is what we learned. I don't see this movie. Please watch the original. The original's a masterpiece. The, the original is really beautiful. And also check out the uh, sequel to the original called Far Away So Close, in which everyone from the original movie teams up and fights crime. Really? Really. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, really. There's like a subplot involving, I don't know, some kind of smugglers or something. Oh, and my like, God. They, they rob the smugglers and the trapeze artists like get in on it. And they like <laughs> the sequel is not as good as the original, but it's still it has its moments. Oh, my God. OK. Yeah. And I mean, I have not seen many of the films of Vim Vendors, but um, Kyle is really into them. And I listen to I mean, it's this uh, th- Paris, Texas is the other like really big one that which I love. Yeah, Texas is a great one. And um, I it was recommended on um, We Hate Movies, which surprise, surprise, I listen to We Hate Movies. They, uh, one of the hosts, I think Eric Siska, uh, suggested The American Friend, which I have not seen. Yeah, I've heard that The American Friend is really good. So uh, check that out. Please, please, just like check out cinema that is actually curious about humanity. Because this movie is not that. It kind of throws humanity away in service of a romance. Whereas, like, I feel like if they had showcased the humanity, it would have heightened the romance and given it more purpose. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just really didn't do that. I was really disappointed, but I knew, I kind of knew it. And I, it's such an interesting thing that we're starting with this one for Meg Ryan. And one where she's really... She's really grasping for a character in this film. It's really hard for us to get. They, they, the way that she is written is not great, and it really annoys me that a woman wrote it because it's just, I feel like, she rides her bike, and that's her thing. By the way, this reminds me of a Twitter rant that I went on where I said, hello, writers. <laughs> if your woman, if your female character is running, that is, that's not a character. And I feel the same way about like, oh, she's biking. Her her entire character is that she bikes. Whereas she dies like, biking. She dies biking. Whereas like, it, and I see this so much in films where it's just like a woman is running, and in a scenes in any scenes where she's alone, she's not doing anything but running. Like running is supposed to tell me who she is, and it doesn't. Huh. It it doesn't. <laughs> um. So yeah, in this one, she's just purposely biking and the biking does nothing she doesn't talk to people when she bikes she doesn't like it's not just like oh hey 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 wallace how how you doing how's the wife and kid like we're not like if you're going to have a character constantly on a bike and they're going on the same route every day do the beauty and the beast thing and have her fucking talk to a bunch of different people and then give (laughs) us like some glimpses of the life around them Otherwise, it's just a person on a bike. Stop it. <laughs> this has been <laughs> Jody's Pet Peeves. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, this is this this was this was City of Angels. Uh, not good. Uh, get into get into Vim Vendors. Vim Vendors is good. Very good. And uh, love yourselves. Drink some water. Make sure that you're hydrated. Be kind to yourself. You know, see do your skincare routine. Do your skincare routine. Talk to your therapist if you have one. If you don't have one, I recommend. I highly recommend it. Um. And I, I this 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 podcast is not sponsored by Talkspace, but if you can afford <laughs> if you can afford Talkspace, that's a great way for you to get a therapist that you can like just like text and video chat with if you're busy, if you're on the go, like or if you need, you know, to lift your spirits, watch Wings of Desire. Please do. Auf das Kind Kind war. I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Kyle Calgren. Bye. Bye. Uh, yeah. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck.